0: finally it's happening it's explicit content yeah the new podcast from digital 22 studios the latest podcast from digital 22 studios uh, a content marketing podcast something we decided to create for content creators like us mm-hmm. whether you're a writer journalist content marketer um, a blogger i guess if you're an in-house marketer you've been asked to write um this podcast could, could help you, so yeah, something we've been discussing for a while and it's finally happening, guys, nice to have you, nice to have you
1: Yeah, just as the pubs return, we uh, do the podcast, yeah. so two days of uh, hitting the pub and Monday morning podcast, but I'm um, looking forward to it, yeah, it should be good. Well,
2: I did say we could do it in the afternoon <laughs> and you said, no, let's get out of the way in the morning, so, um, not that we're not excited to do it, because I understand how, Um I'm just... You know, my enthusiasm is, is building.
0: Uh, Definitely. So we are excited. It's something we've been talking about for quite a while, so happy to bring you episode one. Let's just do some quick intros on who we are, so the guys, or well, the listeners know. Um, I'm Raza, Senior Content Marketer at Digital 22, so I uh, lead our content team, uh, work on content strategy, um, quality control of the work, uh, so of look over all the blog content, download content that goes out, and just generally make sure the guys have enough work to do.
2: I'll let you go, Will. Ladies first. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I'm Will, uh, Lead Generation Specialist here at Digital Twenty Two. So I work closely with Razo in the same team, the content team. Um, my job's probably split 50-50 content and then HubSpot. So fifty percent of my job is is writing content. Um, you know, working with um, for our clients, working with Razo on my content, that content strategy, help out with that. And then the other side is HubSpot. So once it's written, once the copy's good to go, it's then me building landing pages in HubSpot, emails, workflows, um, forms. So yeah, anything lead generation, um, that's me, that's my bag.
2: Um, So technically I'm not part of the content team anymore, but I am here in spirit um, because I used to be a fully fledged member. I came in as a content marketer used to work closely with Main Man Razer over here Um, and then I've now taken over the marketing coordinator role for Digital 22 so I do now uh, a lot more than I've ever done before Um, but I do like landing pages, emails um, and it's more from the perspective that I want to give is from sort of in-house role and the type of content that we do as well as my writing background.
1: Yeah, we do quite a lot of the same stuff don't we to be fair? it's just you're you just doing do it for D22 and I'm doing it for our clients mm-hmm. but there's a lot of crossover between what we do so um,
2: I just thought it was a nice um, thing to get us all on uh, we have been sort of debating who should come on the content podcast because it's very exclusive obviously but it makes sense with Razza's background and you bring the lead generation side of it and I bring the in-house marketing side I think yeah. it's a really nice pitch yeah.
0: Yeah. definitely and I think that's With our differing roles, what's good is the first topic links in really well with it. I think it's something nobody can really escape. If you're a writer, you've probably witnessed this or experienced it. uh, Or if you haven't yet, you probably will, uh, let's be honest. It's getting comfortable with criticism, whether it's a teammate, whether it's a client, whether it's a random leaving you feedback in the comment section. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's something you can't really escape. Um, So yeah, content criticism and how to get comfortable with it. Molly, do you want to to kick us off
2: yeah so obviously we've all I mean at one point or another I've proved your work mm-hmm. you've proved mine I've proved yours we've all looked at each other's work um, critically at one point or another um, and like I said I came in as an inexperienced writer and Raza was Raza was the man he would butcher all my blogs he actually was nicknamed the butcher <laughs> um, just because he was so um, fair but like firm, mm. um, which is all you want in a you know someone who's looking at your work. So Razzo was obviously looking at it from the agency perspective and most importantly, the inbound perspective. Mm. So coming in as a writer and as all writers are, we are just inherently protective for no reason over our own work, yeah. and you have to drop that as soon as you come into an agency because you're not writing for yourself anymore. Mm. You're writing for clients, um, and It is a little bit of an ego thing. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on, but I think for me, it was just getting comfortable with you looking at my work regularly and thinking, it's not personal, you're doing it for the greater good of the agency um, and the client, most importantly. So I remember when I came in, um, and I would I think, way back when, I think we were waiting for maybe like B&B Press, which is one of our clients, our long-standing ones, and their their blogs are quite relaxed, very close to our digital twenty two tone. Mm. You do you write some? Of the, you write some of the emails for them.
1: Yeah, 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 and like you say, um, very you know not easy to write for, but enjoyable to write for. It's a nice product. You know, write about print. Uh, it's colourful. It's you know, it's it's. Nice. You
2: can get creative with it, yeah. which is you know good. So um, and sometimes when you come in as a writer, you already have these. Ideas of how you want to write it, but it's not about that anymore. So Raza just had to like rein me in, or like too much fluff. That's probably my problem. I'm very fluffy with my words, um, but coming into an agency, you just have to forget all that. You you're a writer for for Digital 22 at that point. Mm. And me, it was hard, I will admit, because I thought I was like hot shit. I thought I was the best, like coming in and then Razza going, um, actually Molly, and this is and this is wrong. And the, the feeling of opening my Google Doc and just being like, <laughs> red, 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 red." Razza, mm, I don't like this, this is changing. But like you said, you were firm, but there's nothing like, and as well, the emails, they would come in on the emails as well and you would be like, yeah. 72 comments. I was like oh no I'm not as good as I thought I was um, and every, and it was a good environment to be in really that yeah. you know I, everyone else was so much better so it's a good chance to to grow with that criticism and feel like you're in the right place where the right people can get you there as well so I mean thank you Raza this is my uh, PSA that yeah. Raza made me the writer I am today
0: I wouldn't go that far I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a personal thing either I think when you think about it, I'd rather have someone rip my work to shreds. Um, butcher. Yeah, okay, or butcher. Yeah. Um, then nothing, and then it goes to a client and then they get frustrated. And it's like a teammate's kind of set you up to fail. And you don't want that. You want someone who's probably been here long. And I don't think it's ever a case of butchering someone's writing style. It might be the inbound aspect of it, the buyer's journey aspect of it, mm. all the inbound stuff that someone new has to learn while they're doing it. And I think that's Probably the biggest learning curve. Like, when someone comes here, you can't teach them how to write. And like when you come here, you're a writer. You have to yeah. be a writer yeah, I mean, already. <laughs> exactly. So it's not, it's never a case of, like, I, I don't like this or you should do like this. That's subjective. That's up to the writer to whether to accept it or not. But yeah, I think in terms of butchering it, it's mainly just me or anyone else who's work or proofing work making sure we don't set you or any other writer up to fail because then that's really unfair. Um, Mm. We're
2: all accountable for the success and passing on that knowledge as well. So like you say, we have the proofer and it goes back to amends. Then we have the QCA and it's all in our heads to make sure it's right for the client. But actually the first time you get criticism is, it's a little bit overwhelming really, Mm. especially when when you're me. (laughs) <laughs> and you think that you're the, like the best writer in the world but yeah. quickly a fall from grace after you and Jacob um, like ruined my work yeah. but it was for, for the best and yeah. you know I, I wouldn't have had it any other way actually because it sets you up for when a client is going to look at your work yeah,
0: as well 100% I think with that as well it's we're learning from me has been getting to know the person who's sending you their work I think whether listening to this or whether you're proofing work or you're a writer, get to know the person who's sending it you. So when Jacob is part of our content team, I never beat around the bush with him. If something's shit, I say this is shit, change mm. it. He knows it's not personal, it's just straight to the point. Um but I, that wouldn't work if I if I did that to you, I apologise. But if if, if if I do that with someone new, um, who I don't know, who might genuinely take it personal and get mm. upset, and that's a big learning for me and I guess anyone else who is going to look over work to yeah, get to know the person how they would like feedback. You might have to be the arm around the shoulder or something to you know, to, to make sure they don't take it personally and they do take it on board and you don't mean anything anything by it. I
1: think that's when it gets trickier when it goes to the client. Yeah. Like that's when it's out of your control, isn't it? So obviously everyone's different. Some clients might be blunt, they might be straight to the point, like others might be a bit more constructive. I think for me with feedback, as long as it's constructive, as long as you know what? What you're getting told is going to help you make change and take something forward. Then, then it's it's all good feedback. You know, it's all you know if it's constructive. Whereas some stuff, you know, you look at it and you think, well, "What that's, can that's I do just, with that?" That's just that's just annoyed me yeah. thing, instead of <laughs> yeah. uh, instead of giving me something to go off. But yeah, with the client, I guess that's when it's tricky. When you send sending work to a client, you know they, they they're busy. They 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 haven't got time. They may just be you know sharp. Yeah. And, and that's just something you've got to, like, learn to, to deal with. And I think the most important thing is, like, how you move forward with it, like, how it helps you progress as a writer, how it helps you, you know, do better work next time around for that client. So, um, yeah, it's the same. I mean, it's different. it was different for me because I came in straight from uni, so I hadn't had another job. I mean, I did a placement year or whatever, but... Like, I was just like a young whippersnapper, like keen, keen for <laughs> feedback. Like, I just wanted to make sure that what I was doing was right. So like, I think for me, I've kind of just got used to it. Um, but there's, there's still obviously occasions where, where it can piss you off and whatnot. But- It,
2: you your it does affect you. I don't
0: think it matters, experience. I think when you're having used you, it and you're out of uni and you're trying to make an impression, it's going to get to you more. But even when you have 10 years of experience and someone, mm. someone criticises you do think a bit well, harsh, right. We move on.
2: I think um, as well, like we used to have a laugh in when I used to, we used to each other's work quite regularly, and you know, it, sometimes it, I think when we were writing for like the public sector, sometimes I would forget like the L. In public, and that, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a great time. Or uh,
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> a slow. That's literally, Yeah, I
2: forget the the L, but, and then it'd be like. But um, and I think as well. I think what did we do last time? I think um, we had a client, and it was like share share like a Coke with somebody. But oh, yes. we but we didn't put the A in it, so it was just share Coke with oh, such and yeah. such a body. Yeah. But we, our innocent minds, we didn't pick up on that.
0: Um, until, uh, the, I don't even think, did the client pick up on it? Yeah, they did <laughs> say, made it sound like, share a particular drug with us. <laughs> but it, in terms of just, like, industry twenty two, two, just got to tail down the tune, and it's, it's I funny. I thought it was funny. Like, we laughed about it. It gets right? picked up, it's not going to go live, we'll change it. Hmm. I think even with us now, like, it's not just like really boring comments like if something is funny like forgetting the l in public we, we won't just put the l in and move on we're like you know it's, it's an easy mistake to make and it happen especially with the volume of content we write it's not like an in-house role or someone new to it might write a blog a week or a download once mm. every six months being here we're churning out mm. a shitload load of content three and, a day
2: yeah.
1: almost and that can be that can be the hard part can't it so like making sure you do your own qc before it goes to yeah. the next person like because you've got so much like content to write, like even if you do, you know you do like rigorous like look over everything. Yeah. You're naturally going to mix miss stuff, and that's why we obviously have like that safe haven of sending it to you yeah. or sending it to, to someone internally. We always have, don't we? You know, before it goes to the client, we make sure that it's on point from well, what we think. Sometimes it might not be. But
2: Definitely. I'm I'm always very flattered, Will, when you send me work to look at because I'm obviously I'm not part of the content team anymore. So we are like Molly, can you just look over this? I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look at it from yeah. like my perspective, and I, you know, it's very flattering. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll always try and give my. I probably don't know as much anymore because I've been a bit out of touch with it. But in regards to like clients that we've had that are long standing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can shed some insight on that. I yeah. Yeah. Like, like
1: for revival, like obviously you're, you know, you you've written so much content for them. Like with my new role, I've come on and it's been a quite a quick transition. So like any feedback I can get from you, like, even if it's like a bit off the cuff, like obviously we've all been working from home, so I might just like Google chat, you're like, oh, can you just, does this sound right? And you, and like, you just directly tweak it and then bang, like, we know it's we know it's spot on. You've, you know things that I don't. And that's, that's like, sometimes what like, you know, with a client where you might miss stuff, but I always think it's good to like put, if you think you've done something right, like don't mm-hmm. be afraid to push back. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, that's so, all like, for example, a client might say, "Oh, this is wrong," but you might have done some research and, like, in, from an inbound perspective or whatever, like, it, it might be right. Like, as long as it's not like incorrect, like the information. Like, if there's something that you tried and it's and it could work, and, but they don't like it, if you can like go back and back it up with you know like a stat or, yeah. or whatever it is, like then again, don't be afraid to push back when you think that it's the right thing to do. Um,
2: well, that's the that's another level of being comfortable. There's being like, uh, there's tolerating criticism, mm. and then there's being comfortable enough to actually say, that was, you know, thank you for your feedback, or thank you for, for this, but actually, after my, you know, three, four years of experience, mm. or after my research and your industry expertise, together, I think actually we need to, we need to go with my initial idea, because ultimately... A client is paying for our expertise mm. and they have all that information which is great you can never have too much information from a client about their industry or their business mm. they know it better than anybody yeah but we know our specialisms
1: yes like so with email it's, it's such a fine balance like get how much copy you put in an email like so that it's valuable so that there's value there but but then the, the, you're not waffling so that that can be difficult sometimes mm. you know especially when you're talking about like a technical product or how do you say it short and sharp and, and that can sometimes be like a challenge for me and with the client you know they may want um, just to say more than I think we need to and, mm. and, and
2: because they want to sell they want to sell their business but it's not always about that is it
1: that's it that's it sometimes you know you need to just be short sharp and that's why we use internal links or whatever or or bullet points so that you kind of tea the emails about teasing them, isn't it? Also, oh, like this, you know, this, that, the other. Then click here to read the full blog, and that's how it should work. Or download our ebook. But it can be, you know, very easy to just go, go like happy to yeah. start typing away and write more than you Look need at to. our
2: services. Don't you know? That's I guess that's why inbound is so important because you have those different. Um, stages of the buyer's journey and awareness and consideration and decision and sometimes a lot of criticism that comes our way is because maybe there is that like knowledge gap yeah, of yeah. inbound, and it's I guess it's on us and um, sharing our expertise to, yeah. to bridge that gap because inbound um, is still has moved and doing it for well as digital twenty two <laughs> not me personally but like digital twenty two has been doing it for seven plus years um, and you know HubSpot. Mm. is it's quite it was quite american until up up until a couple of years ago Mm. so i think it's still a bit of a a a gray area for people because they think digital marketing and they think it's very like hard sell cold calling sell 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 sales emails Mm. um copy that's all about me 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 about us but Inbound is obviously it's a little bit more gentle, it's a little bit more subliminal in a way. Yeah. So it's on everyone to, to bridge that gap. But we're experts for a reason.
0: Yeah. I think that kinda of links to mine, um, and how I got comfortable with it. Part of it was digital twenty two, but one part of it, I think I've told you this story before in my last job, where mm-hmm. the first time I got comfortable with it, it was quite it was quite of a shock, it was in my sports background and I wrote an article and I forgot all the articles about. But then an American reader commented on it, and Jonathan. You might have to, black blur this. I think I don't. I don't know what how far I can go when it comes to explicit. But <laughs> and, and I've written it down what he said because it stuck with me since this day. And he's put after a load of waffle for two paragraphs. He put this article. In, I've heard this writer j- to Hillary Clinton's photos. And I was thinking, wow. where where's the correlation there? Wow. Like. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I remember that story but it's still a shocking the second yeah. time round I, I was
0: thinking to
1: me did it cut deep? Did the, it cut the, deep? The, the, the first it, part it,
0: the first part did yeah, the, Hillary yeah. Clinton and stuff what I do in my spare time <laughs> the, 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 was it
2: more were you more a Donald guy is that it was, what it
0: was? I mean let's, let's not get into politics here but <laughs> I think the fact that someone I don't know who's like probably doesn't have any writing background or anything it's, this article is shit, just because it didn't appeal to them like you know fair enough but I think going to Digital 22 uh, this one again hit me hard because uh, at the time I joined it was only me Wright and someone else they were on annual leave William I remember the old office mm. but he sat in rows I was by myself on a row yeah. and Paul helped me settle in Paul from the video first podcast he helped me settle in and I was given a blog to write again for B&B Press mm. and I gave it to him to look at and how you felt like I butchered your work Paul did the same to me and I sat there and I looked at him and I was thinking who the this guy <laughs> the this, OG butcher. This, this inbound marketer this inbound strategist telling me a qualified journalist qualified writer so much experience mm. that i can't do it obviously i very quickly realized one it was shit because i had zero <laughs> knowledge of inbound mm. and two i realized he does have a say he's from a writing background he's mm. taught english he's he's been a writer so i think the, the biggest thing for me there is embrace that it's going to happen whether it's mm. a, a client or whether it's a random off the internet, whether it's someone on your team, embrace that is going to happen because if you don't, you're going to continually get shocked every single time it happens. Mm. and I think it will break you down. It'll impact your confidence. Uh, and you, you'll probably be scared anyway because when Paul sent to me, I was very worried about sending him my second piece because I was thinking, what's he going to do this mm. time? Um, and with that, I'd say, determine what feedback is useful because the, the reason I told those two stories is some guy said my shit. One guy said... Um, like he offered me a lot of feedback and i'm thinking okay that's valuable to me because that's going to help me do better content and just help me understood inbound more and how to write more and how to get my point across to the reader quicker and a lot of tactics that i didn't know where someone who i don't know telling me my article shit, like what can, what can i do with that what can you do with that This.
2: it's not valuable is it yeah
0: mm. so I, th- that would be my advice is when you do get feedback from a teammate from a client from anyone just really take a step back and look over every comment and think, is this valuable? Is it going to improve the content? If it's subjective, I'd say that's up to you. Like If you want mm. to accept it, or not, it's not right or wrong. Um, but definitely, yeah, try, try and decide what is valuable and what will improve your content. Or Will, you said it earlier. Mm. If it's going to improve your content um, in the future, definitely apply it. Mm. If not, let it go. What, what can you do about it? Mm. And as you said, drop your ego at the door. Like when I came in, I don't, I don't think I've told Paul this story, so Malcolm was a surprise to him. Obviously, no bad blood or anything, but I just thought, who is this guy? And obviously, you come in thinking you're the best writer there. Yeah. I mean, you, you are brought in for your expertise, like you are a writer, but you've got to leave that ego at the door. You're not the best, like, writer around. You're the best writer in the world. There's always more to learn, always mm-hmm. more to develop. And I think come in with that mindset to every writing task that you do. Well,
2: yeah, I came in and I was I was one of the youngest members, and, I you know, I'd come from a creative writing background but it's a whole different world and i think my my advice would be for anyone who's coming in or you know is a writer or wants to come in and do copy in Mm. general is again the ego thing like you are not hot shit um you're good and you can always be better um i think i think the first time i actually experienced that is when i went to college as well like when you, so, you think you're so good at something, you think you're so good at writing, mm. you think you're so good at like English and mm. then you go there and everyone else is yeah. just as good if not better mm. and it is a really like strangely humbling experience and that's how I felt coming in and like you were there and Jacob the other content guy um, and you guys, you know I joke about it that you were the butcher but like ultimately you guys were very helpful and you you helped me and yeah. you know it's a very touchy moment that i'm not in the content team anymore I'm like, so
0: far away i think speaking about it as well no, will you want to talk about self-criticism as well not yeah. just what other people say about your content but yeah they, they yeah so about. i guess
1: like there's it self-criticism criticism is just as, as important as taking criticism from other people like i think yeah. for like for me i, I, I mean i'm good at it but it's something I've, I've tried to embrace like through the years of being here like so just an example like we had, we had a, it wasn't too long ago either we, we took on a client and you know they're, they're quite technical and we were working on quick deadlines and i create some work and it went through all the usual you know qcs went to them and they really did not like it at all they thought it was absolute garbage <laughs> and it, lucky... you
2: can say shit. that's why it's called explicit concept. yeah
1: yeah well it was, yeah, it was worse than absolute <laughs> shit. It was fucking, yeah, whatever. But, um, so, yeah, after, so after I, I got it back, all, you know, they said all this, that, and the other. At first, it was like, oh, that's just, that's like, cool. Like, I was upset. Like, it cut deep. Like, it was, it was, it's not nice, is it? You know, getting pretty much told that he work's shit. Yeah. But afterwards, you know, I took some time to reflect, and I actually went back, and I looked at the work, and I said to myself, you know, is this really good enough? Like, no, it's probably not. And it will definitely not. It wasn't good enough. I was fuming, I you know, I was raging. And for a couple of days, I let it fester. I was like, oh, you know, you you let the, You know, you let the guys down, you let the team down. This is like a newish client, like should be doing great work. And then like, it was like a Friday, I think. I went on a run after work and I was just thinking about it, thinking about it, it couldn't stop. Like it's proper building up. So I just got back to my laptop and I just, Put in, in our Google chat or the teams Google chat in the feedback channel I just literally like typed out what was on my mind I said look we did this, we did that, the other wasn't good enough like, and stated like what, what I was gonna do next time. So you know it's like always be you know comfortable like giving yourself feedback as well as taking it off other people I think.
2: And we can use those learnings as well. I think um, for anyone who's watching we have like a feedback channel um, in our like Google chat. It's basically where you can put good feedback um, or room for improvement. Yeah. Um, and it's good for self reflection in there. Mm. So, you know, if something's not going quite right or there's something you could improve on, like you said, you put it in the channel yeah. and we can learn from that as well. So, that client is particularly. They know what they want and mm. they're paying for it, which is fair enough. Um, so we could all learn from from your experience, yeah. and that's why that channel is there, as yeah. well as for celebrating successes. There's been plenty of times when you know, you've done amazing emails or you've really smashed something, yeah. Every every one of us mm. um, has done something that has made a client go, wow, that is like the best shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and we've all been celebrated for that.
1: Yeah, there's good. There's taking. Good, there's good feedback and there's bad feedback. You know, obviously the bad feedback at the time, it's not good. Like.
0: But that's, that, that's what you remember, and like, that's never any right so like. Yeah. That's just the way we're programmed is you're gonna remember all the bad shit that comes your way. Yeah. And.
2: Think, Get PTSD. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's going on. But then
1: it's like it's all about taking it on board, isn't it? And how you you know, adapt and move forward, like because any type of feedback there's always gonna be some kind of golden nugget in there that you can move on from and, and take away and do better work. Like we're and, and we're still young aren't we, all of us. Like we're still young. Maybe we- not Reza. He's he's clocking <laughs> on a bit now. He's gonna be in the home soon. Yeah, he's the veteran of the content team. Mm. But but like, you know, like in I look I look at it as how far I've come in the 3 years I've been at D22 like how much my writing has progressed and that's all down to feedback from you guys feedback from clients so at the time it not, might not be great but like sometimes just look back and you know it, it, it's 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 all good stuff it's all it might feel negative but ultimately it's positive cuz
2: there's always positive outcomes yeah. from it I think
1: look look at it look at it from the, you know, the positive aspect I the
2: that's a real
0: wisdom that well I like. It. Yeah, thank you for sharing we're going to use
2: that as the snippet I think yeah. that was real nice It
0: was real sweet <laughs> so just before we finish um, Molly it was actually your idea but I'm taking a credit for it uh, something other podcasts don't do but a quick game so it's searching the web for the weirdest and strangest terms or words i'm yeah. sleep thinking about yeah those, so, so uh, we, we could keep interesting we could keep a score if jones wants to get a scoreboard up or something nice. track okay. yeah. track who wins mm-hmm. um just a disclaimer it's not going to help anyone's vocabulary it's, <laughs> yeah. it's probably not not going to be any terms you might use but
2: jack crib um if you're watching you might know this word <laughs> we know how you are so idiosyncratic of you I,
0: I guess if the viewers or listeners want to play along which we, we can put the word on the screen. Um, your word is ekdisiast. If you want me to use it in a sentence, I can. Uh, yes, can
2: you use it in a sentence, please, Reza? So,
0: bear with me. Uh, this is off the internet. This isn't, this isn't me making it, by the way. Okay. Who can blame that fabled celebrity connoisseur of ekdiziast for wearing a mask when he dropped in for a spot of ale at his favourite London
1: strip club?
2: Okay.
1: Will, do you want to uh, go first? I don't think I do. Like...
2: Just try and find a definition for it. Um I feel like it's someone who if you're thinking like aphrodisiac, is it has got like a similar thing at the end, like hasn't it like can you spell it?
0: Yes, E C D Y S I A S T.
2: Yeah, so it's like it's gonna be something that is like enjoyable, right? Like you it makes you feel some type of way.
0: Someone might enjoy it.
2: Um is he into like is are we going to be able to put this on the podcast? <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, yeah. It's... it's
2: yeah. Um, I feel like... He, is it sexual? Yeah, is it? Fuck, yeah.
0: All the <laughs> time. Rather! Sexual, like,
2: um, yeah. I feel like it might be someone who enjoys, perhaps... Um, did you say he was wearing a mask?
0: Yeah, but I think you're focusing on the wrong bit. Okay, alright, right, okay. Is hmm.
2: he, uh, it strip clubs.
0: Yes, so, so is this is something you would enjoy at a, a strip club. Um,
2: is he a fan of...
0: Okay, that's Will's guess. You're so, so,
2: you like, so. He likes. What's the word again?
0: Ekdisiast.
2: Ekdisiast. Someone who loves. Um, Ekdisiast. Ek, I'm thinking like geckos. Like, I'm, gonna
0: have, I'm gonna have to push you for a guess, Molly. Okay,
2: um, I think it's, some, it's someone who likes women who dress up as lizards. Wow. That's very absurd. No but but there, there's always a niche.
0: Yeah, I, I admire the creativity.
2: Yeah.
0: I think you took it too far. Yeah, as uh, It's just a simple striptease performer. Really?
1: And,
2: and just and a striptease? A
0: striptease performer, an is a striptease performer. I thought that's the best way to kick off explicit content. Um, yeah, so no, I that's, guess,
1: that's, that's interesting. I like, was close. I'm going to like be technical next time I talk yeah. about striptease. How and,
2: many times do you go? Like, not at all. Save I mean. that for next episode. Um, but,
0: yeah, um, so the score's nil-nil. Um, <sighs>
2: And who's going to host it next time? Should, I, should we throw it to you, Will? Do you want to do next one?
1: Yes, yeah, I can do, yeah. And cool. you'll, you'll to have then. to
2: find the uh, the crazy word for us.
1: Okay, sounds good. Cool. Right. So
0: yeah, that's it. Episode one of Explicit Content. Uh, thanks for joining me, I guess. And talking about content criticism, I guess this is where we plug all these T422 podcasts. And, and our own, you
2: know, we... Me and Will, on, we've got the LinkedIn clout. Uh, <laughs> we like to think anyway, but yeah. Will, you can follow Will on LinkedIn. I'm sure we'll put like something up here where it's like, follow Will. You can follow me on LinkedIn and Raza as well. We're always yeah. sharing some insights. I don't know how valuable they are for anybody else, but I, I find them quite interesting. Yeah. And yeah, okay, I guess we'll throw a bone to the other d t podcast. Yeah, podcasts. definitely.
0: D-Twitter uh, on YouTube, something for everyone. Project management uh, SEO. Jonathan's video first podcast, something for everyone there. So definitely check that out. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, I enjoyed it. We'll definitely be back for episode two very soon. Yeah, catch you next time.